Joining me in the studio right now, straight from the DMV, your favorite. It's Donnell Rawlings. He has got a residency at both Zanies this weekend. So tonight, Henry I won't say it. I just won't say it, but if it's I was like, ready. I was ready for like, it. I can't start an interview without giving out that iconic <laughs> phrase from the Chappelle show. Henry do you have that trademarked? God, I hope no, so. No, I don't have it trademarked. Oh, my God, I how? And I'm, I'm going to tell you, that phrase has gotten me in so much trouble with my friends <laughs> as far as financially. Because I'll go out with my friends. We'll have a nice dinner. Yeah. And then when a check comes, nobody reaches for their wallet and say, I thought you said you was red. <laughs> you said it. We heard it every day. I got to give you a real quick story. When <laughs> it was that, that when it backfired and I couldn't say it. About two years ago, I went to um, Abu Dhabi mm-hmm. for like a winter vacation. I was hanging out. And I'm not a billionaire by any means. But the company I was keeping, they were all like loaded, like nine-figured dudes. And in Abu Dhabi, and you know, um, Middle East, I didn't think I had any fans. Everywhere we went, nobody was. It was. It wasn't a big deal. Sure. So finally, we're at this uh, Pharrell concert, and I'm with all these big dogs, big dogs. And these two Arab dudes came up to me and said, "Oh hell, it's Ashy Larry. <laughs> it's Ashy Larry." And I'm like, "Okay, chill, chill." And then they're like, "Say it." You know, mind you, I'm with ten billionaires behind me, right? Yeah. And they're like, say it one time. Say the phrase. Say the phrase, right? <laughs> no confidence at all. I did like that. I said, <laughs> I was like, I'm not going to yell at not with these nine-figure dudes. I was like, just, uh-uh. I'm financially stable, bitch. My well, bills are paid on time, girl. Yeah. But 14 years later, you know, and it's so interesting because I was, I, I was part of what a lot of people consider one of the best comedy shows in the history Absolutely. of television. Yeah. And 15 years later, some of the sketches and some of the characters that I created, we created on that show, still stand the test of time. People still listen to it, still watch it, and still get excited about it. I used to uh, get together with my friends at a bar in Wicker Park, a neighborhood here in Chicago. Uh, Ch- Chappelle show, and I believe it was uh, Family Guy came on back-to-back on Comedy Central, first run at the time, and there'd be about 15 of us. Uh, the bartender would leave a bottle of whiskey, and we would play a drinking game uh, for the for the Chappelle show. And it was just like this cultural touchstone. Everybody, it was like must-see TV. It was like the last time, I feel like, people really wanted to watch something in real time. Because otherwise, you'd miss the jokes. And well, we didn't know. have all those online streaming services. We didn't. Either. No. And that was at a time with television where you had to watch the show when it when it came out. Yeah. Nowadays, everybody's pro. Nowadays, I think television, it won't be dead. But I think the thing that's going to make television more interesting is sports events and award shows. Anything else, the kids get on demand. Nobody's mm-hmm. watching television. It's like, I'll stream it, I'll download it. But I was a part of a time in television where people wanted to see it then. That show was groundbreaking. And it was one of the last shows I remember where when you watch the show, everybody talked about it the next day. Oh my gosh, everybody. The, and the kids were getting it. suspended. They was like, what did the five fingers say to the face? <laughs> Pop, I'm changed, bitch. All right, you're going to the personal offices and you are going to be suspended for five days. You, Dave Chappelle, mm. Charlie Murphy, everybody, y'all going down. We had Neil Brennan on the show not too Oh my too God, my ago. friend that's a vegan, that's a straight a-hole. <laughs> Did you, tell had, did you tell he had a, he has diff, vegans have a different attitude. They're tell cocky. They're arrogant. They like the minute you were, mention the word meat, they get disgusted. <laughs> and I've never known a vegan that could just be vegan. They gotta announce it. Like if you just eat broccoli and broccoli and carrots, just eat it. You know what I mean? Don't go to the restaurant. <laughs> ah, do you have vegan options? No. This is a barbecue spot, son. <laughs> Don't look for vegan options at a barbecue. 
But Neil's a good is a good good well, friend of mine. But I always get on him about his he, vegan stuff. He speaks very highly of you and the work that you all did uh, together on the show. He was forced to speak highly of me. He's on retainer. Yeah, yeah, it's like this. So Donnie, oh yeah, he is very funny. Like he's a hostage, but he's a good guy. In fact, my relationship, my connection with the Chappelle Show, people just assume. Because I'm from Washington, D.C., mm -hmm. I'm black, that Dave was just like, put you on the show. <laughs> but it was Neil Brennan who years ago was a, um, he was a PA for In Living Color. And what he would do was uh, go around different, go around to different cities and they would have auditions mm -hmm. to be a member of um, In Living Color. And um, he had me on tape. He, he knew me to be a funny guy. And um, Neil had, after he wrote Half Baked with Dave Chappelle, he had, uh, he had sold like three scripts to Hollywood. He was loaded. But his movies weren't getting green lit. They was like this, okay, let's just buy him. Yeah. But it, so he wanted to direct and he wanted to do some other things, but he didn't have a resume to direct. So he wrote this little short film. He reached out to my manager. He was like, I'm a huge fan of Donnell. This is like a passion project. Do you think he'd be interested in helping me with it? Mm -hmm. At that time, I was already doing like HBO's The Wire. No, The Corner. And I was doing some other things and I was like, listen, Neil, I know you can't afford to pay me. <laughs> but if you're ever in a situation where you could throw me a bone, you know, see what you can do. Yeah. He was like, oh, I got you. People say that all the time. Sure. People always make promises. A month went past, no, not hearing from Neil. Two months, not hearing from Neil. Three months later, he was like, Donnell, I'm working on this project. I want you to get down with it. I was like, what's the name of it? He's like, well, we don't have a name of it yet. I was like, <laughs> let me know when you find a name for this <laughs> show. Uh, maybe a month went past after that. And the show that he had me, in, he was interested in me being on was The Chappelle Show. So Neil Brennan, okay. I mean, of course, Dave had to, uh, you know, second the notion of me being on the show. But it was really Neil Brennan who broke me on that show. And um, I've, I've been ever, forever grateful. We go through our ups and downs, whatever. But at the end of the day, he's a funny guy. I've seen him make a transition from writer to director to executive producer. And once you have all those, uh, you know, type of accolades, you know, it's really, for some people, it's like... What do I need stand-up for? I'm making more money as a producer and a writer as no. the average stand-up. But he went back to the drawing board again and started doing stand-up. And now he's like one of the most respected uh, stand-ups in the business. I'm Jill Hopkins. That's Donnell Rawlings. He will be at Zanies in Old Town tonight. Zanies in Rosemont Friday and Saturday. Uh, you can go to zanies.com for tickets and more info. I believe I am dry. <laughs> oh, my God. I, of course you're here today. Of course you're here today. I can fly. I can fly. No, yesterday. So tough, man. I'm going through it right now. You're in Chicago is right now. It's on. Is that camera, camera is on? on. Look, y'all gonna stop doing this to me. I gave 30 years for y'all. <laughs> and y'all gonna stop with all these allegations talking about I never used lotions. I'm not supposed to lose lotion. I'm a lotion. I'm sick of this. They lying. It's all lies. I've been ashy my entire life. <laughs> Ash rules everything around me. Cream, get the lotion. $1.99, y'all. <laughs> Tales. I love that you do not shy away from one of your most iconic characters. Some people would be like, no, no, it's Donnell. But if people come up to you and are like, Eddie Larry. But the thing about it is like that character is when they say art imitating life. Yeah. I'm not offended by it because I really was an ashy dude growing up. <laughs> In fact, the character Ashley Larry came about. Neil Brennan, they wrote the character out. Yeah. He's supposed to wear boxers, like uh, dress shoes. And that was pretty much it. But when I was on that show, I realized that they not too often they gave me a lot of dialogue. Yeah. So when when and this is a note for any actor or comedian, whatever, you know what you see that they have on paper, you should always think deeper. 
and how can you get everything? So I was like, when I can't talk that much, when you first see me, I want you to laugh. Yeah. So when I was younger, I used to shoot dice, and the way my mother realized I was shooting dice, because I would come home, and my knees be scraped up and ashy. She's like, you been, you been out there shooting dice? I was like, no. Why your knees scratched up and ashy? So when I saw this dude was a dude that was going to roll dice, I was like, I want to be so ashy that I could write how much money people owe me on the side of my legs. So I pitched that to them, and he went from Larry to Ashy. And in fact, the one scene, I'm not saying it's iconic because I was in it, but it was one scene when I'm rolling the dice, and I say, Moss is son what? And I <laughs> I blow the powder, powder into the camera. Neil Brennan, Dave Chappelle, nobody knew I was going to do that because I, I knew if I told them I'm walking around with this powder in my hand, they'd be like, oh, that's going to be too messy. Yeah. So I just rolled just the did. dice. I did it, and that character became one of the most iconic characters in the history of sketch. I think that one line did more for the Marcy Projects than anybody <laughs> since J.C. Oh, my <laughs> God. Like, people go. People go. I've seen it. They tag me on it. People go to Marcy Projects, and they go to where the where it says Marcy Projects, and they act like they're rolling dice, and they're like, Marcy, son. <laughs> but it was, um, it was a good... Everything that, everything that I did on that show was just um, learning and getting me prepared for the next step of whatever I was going to do in acting. And uh, those... You've... I mean... You were Ashley Larry. You're beautiful. The hater, my favorite, by the way. Right. I forgot to wear my hater T-shirt today, but I have a T-shirt with your face on it, and I thought that would be weird if I just showed no, up. No, no, no. It was cool. It was cool. <laughs> uh, but Day Day from uh, from the Wire right. is also. Do uh, can you tell what people are going to recognize you from before they even say anything to you? Um, I can't really tell, but for the most part, as many things that I've done, when people say I loved you in the Wire, those are usually intellects. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Those are the book people. <laughs> Those are the people that are really, they are, they are the NPR all day. All oh, day, hello, every day. Welcome. This is where we Yeah, <laughs> They're the ones that like, like, I like good writing. I like the arc of the story. Mm -hmm. And people that enjoyed The Wire, they're like, they're, they're book people. They're people into the best writing. And David Simon, especially when it comes to police journalism and stuff, he's like one of the, one of the best to ever do it. But it's interesting when I did The Wire because I was on, if, if you if you follow The Wire, you know The Wire was a spinoff of a Charles Dutton-directed uh, miniseries, The Corner. People don't talk about Charles Dutton enough. And he's so dope, man. So great. They won, like, I think they won three Emmys when we did The um, when we did the Corner. But The Corner was a spinoff of The Wire. And one thing about David Simon is he really believes in working with people that he started with. He's so loyal. If you notice, if you were a fan of The Corner, you saw a lot of people that were in The Corner they were on the wire also, mm -hmm. and, to and like, and it showed their range from people going from drug addicts, heroin, heroin person to like being like uh, on the political side of things. Mm -hmm. But one thing about HBO, I was in the first first episode, and um, the first episode, and I was on the last episode when when the show ended. And for some reason on HBO, when it's the last season of anything, the uh, writers get very vindictive. Mm -hmm. They start killing people off and stuff like. I was on the last season of Wired, and um, like on the last season of Oz, there were dudes getting raped on Oz that wasn't even on Oz. Yeah, they're like, dude, I'm on Nickelodeon, man. I'm just trying to get to the bathroom. <laughs> Wrong scene, cut. But I really feel honored to be able to say, I think Newsweek did a uh, article years ago when they did the top 100 television shows of all time. Yeah, and uh, The Wire was part of that, and Chappelle Show was part of that. So. You know, if I don't do anything else in my career, I, I can at least say that I was a part of history. 
Tell me about uh, hitting the road and going out on tour like you have been for the, the last little while and getting forever. Forever. It's so funny because Dave Chappelle asked me. He said, "When are you?" He said, "When is your tour over?" I said, "Never." <laughs> Comedians don't retire; they just die. That's you know what I'm shit. saying. Anytime you hear a death of a comedian, the last thing you hear was like, "They was just on stage yesterday." It's a job that you, for, if you think about it, what reason is they retire? It's therapeutic for both for everybody for the comedian and the person goes watch the comedian. We all get something out of it. And I'm, is it something that you, as the years go by, that you're just like, this is exhausting? Or does every night's audience re-energize? A lot of comics can't say this, but I've been doing it for 24 years. And after a career of doing stand-up for 24 years, every year I feel like I get better. Awesome. And you know, you can, in this business, some people do it, they want a certain amount of fame so they can get a certain amount of fortune. A lot of times people don't, really continue don't really care about continuing to work in their craft you get to a point I got this show I can make money whatever every year I think I get better every show for 24 years I'm trying to rip as hard as I did the last time mm -hmm. and I think the beauty of that is that people that follow me and see me perform they'll continue to come to see me like you see some comics when they go out it's like you see them year after year and it's like yo that's the same routine it's tough for me. If I go to, like, the normal rotation doing comedy clubs, you come every year pretty much the same time. Yeah. And the best compliment I've had was I've seen you five times, seven times, and every time you do something different. And I really always work on being better. Always. The audiences appreciate it. Uh, I know the, the club owners appreciate it. Well, club it owners don't really care about the funny anymore. <laughs> oh, it's that's so sad. That makes me sad. No, it's just, you got to realize... Uh, you own a club, like, you have some club owners out here that still have integrity when it comes to comedy. But we're at a point now where it used to be, like, the the funniest people performed at the best clubs. Yeah. Now it's, like, the most popular people perform at the clubs. That's why you have, if you notice, like, on, on, com, on, on, on the comedy club's calendars, you have a lot of people that were birthed from the social media area yeah. era. And it's not a bad thing for the club but as a consumer sometimes it's kind of frustrating because what you know about that person might not necessarily be what you're going to get when you go to the show but they are examples of people that have the 4 million followers to 10 million followers and they still care about the craft and they're still sharpening up all the tools in their toolbox I'm an older comic and a lot of times the young guys say yeah y'all old school y'all don't get it it's different I've never been the one to like knock anybody's hustle I think with being a a seasoned comic, or somebody's doing it, you gotta uh, be prepared for evolution and how things change. You can embrace it, or you can go against it. And when you go against it, you're gonna seem like an older, bitter person. Yeah. I keep the youngers around me. They teach me stuff. They keep me, you know, they they keep me on the know. And it's, I'm not like a corny dude. Like, yeah, what do I say now? Dig this. I just like <laughs> I just like teens. to be informed. I need and I like to know. And the only way you're gonna maintain some relevance in this business is when you embrace evolution and you and you and you embrace those youngest come up because we all can learn from each other i can learn from them they can learn from me one big happy family i needed that pep talk because i often just resent the young and you people. can't do that and you can't do that <laughs> the reason why because the reason why you can't do that because they keep you young and i understand like especially if you're from a place of like i'll give you an example hip-hop you know what i mean mm -hmm. i came up when people spit bars you understood what they said 
nowadays you can get a hit. Remember, here, sit here, what about baby? You know what I'm saying? And we can be like, I hate that, but at the same time, those kids getting money. And one thing I will say about the youngins, and people knock the social media people, whatever, it takes uh, a uh, it takes a lot of um, uh, commitment and work ethics to become uh, a social media phenom. It's not like some people think, I'm just going to do this one post and it's going to change my life. It's it's committing to it. It is. And the beauty of it is, when I first started, you had so many gatekeepers, so many people that could stop your progress or, or stop your desire. But now, you can do it with your phone. Yeah. You can, you can blow yourself. I've seen so many examples of people that blow themselves up by themselves. Instead of like waiting for an audition, now they're like, I'm putting my stuff out there. I'm going to get enough heat. I'm going to get enough interest in me that it's going to force people to come to me. So that's one of the things and one of the advantages and the beautiful part of social media. You can control your own destiny. There's no more excuses. There are no more. In, in, in this industry, there are no more. there's no more excuses. Yeah. You can get it done from home. You can get it done from home. You from your phone. From in your the bathroom. Phone? Anywhere. Don't know, Rawlings. I could have you here all day. Thank you. I, I, I'm tired of y'all. I gave up 30 years <laughs> of my life. Jail, I'm not gonna let you do this to me. The funny, it's not, it's not funny about the situation, but it's funny. I'm a comedian. You're I'm, a comedian. I, my platform is too soon. Somebody said, Daniel, could it be too soon for a joke? I'm not insensitive. It could be too soon for a joke, but it never could be too soon for a funny observation. And when you come to my show, that's what you're gonna see a person that observes the world a certain way and delivers to you with a funny undertone. And that's what we do. I'm a huge fan, and I think uh, lots of your fans are going to be out at Zany's tonight. But once you get off tour, what's coming up next for Donnell Rollins? Well, I'm trying to be the best dad I could be. Yes. That's the thing that motivates me more than anything. And even though I started late in life, I'm what they call a late bloomer. Okay. And I know I'm an older dad because uh, I was planning my son's first birthday party. And um, I called one of my buddies. I'm like, yo, you think your son could come to my son's first birthday party? He was like, if he can get off work, dude. <laughs> so, you know, I'm late to the party. I love it. And I encourage, I encourage every man. Three things I always talk about or is reflective of me on my Instagram is love for my son, to love of posting risky jokes, and to cook. And I encourage any man. People are like, why you always be posting pictures with your kid or whatever? I'm like, because I want. There's some deadbeats out there. I want uh, men to see how beautiful it is to engage with your son or your daughter or your kids. And I don't believe, ladies out here, if a man has kids and he don't talk about his kids, don't trust that dude because there's not a connection there. You got to have love for your kids. And I want guys to, I want guys to follow me. And even though it's later in life, follow me in my journey and understand how dope it is to be a dad. And more importantly, how important it is to create those memories. Some people misunderstand what fathering is. All right, I bought him a pair of Jordans. I bought him this outfit. I gave him money. Man, that kid ain't going to remember that yeah. money when he's 17. He's in the locker room and everybody's talking to him about memories they have with their kid. You have to put the time in. All it requires is time. Dad L. Rawlings here on the Morning Amp. Donnell, thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for having me. We, we, we and I'm glad you guys you. gave me this water because I was somewhere else and I got to shut that malarkey or <laughs> malarkey or whatever it is, man. That's a bunch of malarkey. Malarkey. That joint is disgusting. I feel like I just did a shot of lotion. <laughs> They're going to put that on some uh, advertising. You know that they are. Oh, of course, yeah. Malarkey, get that real taste of lotion. 
Zadies.com and DonnellRawlings.com is where you can go for more info about uh, tonight and this weekend show at Zanies. Donnell Rawlings, yay! Thank Thanks you so for having much. Me.